Good morning. I'm Rick Hansen. Welcome to Spirit Rock Meditation Center. I'd also like to welcome the people that are watching this online or who may eventually see this recording. Uh, it's really a treat to have so many people in the room, and you know, no good deed goes unpunished, right? So, of course, we have complications and complexities with so many people here and the technology and the rest of it. So, I just ask your kind of graciousness, if not equanimity, uh, in dealing with all this, lines of the bathrooms, people coming and going, not being able to see because the camera's in front of you and so forth. Um, I'll take a break in the morning for about 20 minutes and then in the afternoon for 20 minutes with an hour or a break for lunch in between. And meanwhile, uh, take good care of yourself. Part of uh, the larger frame here is the meeting of the Buddha's profound teachings about equanimity uh, with uh, a modern, scientifically rooted understanding of nature, biology, and the needs of the body. Uh, a lot of this sort of intellectual fireworks has, for me, brought me very much home to an intimacy with my own body, an intimacy with the body. So the body's a foundation, as the Buddha himself taught. Uh, within this fathom-long body can be found all the causes of suffering and its end. So in terms of that, feel free to use the bathroom when you need to. Uh, If you want to get some water, it's okay. If you want to adjust the sideline, it's okay. If you want to lie down, it's okay. Uh, If uh, I hear conspicuous snoring, uh, either I or an assistant will gently tap you on your feet, which precludes all snoring, always, just the dreaded prospect of that alone. Uh, So that's that. you know, just be conscious of people nearby and feel free to move around and be comfortable. Uh, We'll always, we'll try to adjust the temperature in here. It's a large room. It has its own little climate system. So what's too warm up here is too cold back there, but somehow we'll work it out. Uh, It'll be kind of a diversity issue. All right. Quick comment or question about logistics. Anything about that? No? Okay. A little detail too, and then Sarah will make some more announcements. Um, This is being uh, live streamed. And uh, the recording of this will be available to uh, those of you who came and also signed up for the live stream. Within a day or two or three, something like that, you'll get an email uh, message about that. So in terms of today, uh, I will be covering quite a lot of ground. And I realize that it might disturb your equanimity for me to cover so much material. On the other hand, my equanimity sometimes gets disturbed when I feel like I'm trying to breathe through a straw and it's sort of a thin soup of content and so on. So I'll tend to err on the side of just offering a lot. And one way to remain relatively calm in the face of all this is to realize, number one, there will be no midterm. That's good. (laughs) And then two, uh, you're you're very welcome to just kind of let it skate through your mind. For myself, if I do a workshop like this, I'm always looking for at least one keeper, you know. Uh, There is healthy attachment. In other words, something that I really want to take away, at least one, if not two or three, okay. If you leave this and there are one to three things uh, that really have kind of landed for you and you can draw upon later, even unconsciously, they just made a difference for you, that's a good workshop, all right. And so, and if you get more than that, then you're in the bonus round. So... It's really okay. You don't need to hold on to everything. And if you want, you can come back to it. Uh, the talks from today will be made available on dharmaseed.org, D-H-A-R-M-A-Seed.org, within a few days. Uh, as I said, the video will be available. Also, um, I'll post the slide set 
uh, for this workshop, uh, and you're very free to use it for your own purposes, share it with others, however you like. Uh, with regard to that, in terms of getting the slide set for this workshop, uh, if you uh, check the little box that said that Spirit Rock can share your information with the teacher, um, you don't need to do anything else. On the other hand, if you did not check that box or you checked no, don't give them any info, but understandably, over time, you decided that you do want me to get your email address so I can send you the slides, and I will never share your email address with anybody else. There'll be a form back there to give me your email address, print neatly, please, uh, if you do want the slides and haven't already checked the box. Okay, that's the logistical stuff. Um, one more little detail. So to include people you know, who are watching this online and also to respect the fact that we do have a fairly large room here, a large group here, uh, if you have questions or comments, and I'll, I'll make time for those, uh, we'll, pl we'll pass a microphone. So please put up with it. Uh, it's like an ice cream cone, except the ice cream's going to fall off. You hold it like this, and you talk, and it all works, basically. Um, I think that's decent logistics. Sarah, do you have more announcements? You've made most of, You've made most of them. Okay. Thank you. Very impressive. Um, this would be a I've good... I've been well-trained by the events managers here, <laughs> including Sarah Sparling. Yeah. I'm, I just want to welcome everyone today. I'm curious, how, how many of you have not been to Spirit Rock before? Oh, great. Nice. It's like a, a quarter, third of the people. That's wonderful. Welcome. If anyone new or returning has questions today, please feel free to stop me or any of our volunteers, such as Peter here, who are wearing the white name tag. Um, we're happy to help you out. Um, one thing, uh, we're going to break around 12.30 for lunch. Um, I may pop in and make some more announcements then, but just know that you are welcome to eat in the hall today, although it's beautiful outside. Do you have questions? Yeah, we'll open some more windows. As, as Rick said, the people who are near the windows tend to get very cold. The people inside tend to get very warm. So if, there's, if you're on the, the outer rim and you have a window open and you're a little chilly, there is a basket of blankets in the back of the hall. Or if you can keep a sweater on, just know the people inside, even though the skylights above them are open, um, they may be really toasty. And on a day like today where there's so much moisture, it can get very sleep-inducing in here. So, And maybe we'll particularly open windows toward the front, including for me because of the lights. Okay, great. Um, one important thing to say is if you came and signed up or want to sign up for uh, continuing education credit today, you need to sign in now. Um, we're at about the time where we cut it off in the back there. She's got her hand raised if anybody still needs to do that. Just checking in this morning does not register you for your CEs. You have to actually go sign in at the table. But I don't see anyone jumping up, so I think we're good. Uh, as Rick said, the video from today will be available to everyone and the talks on Dharma Seed. Uh, just one note about the bathrooms, since there's a big line usually here. We open up both trailers on either side of the meadow, and you're welcome to use the bathrooms over there as well uh, during the course of the day. I'll post, uh, put the sign-up for Rick's email list in the foyer by the T, so you can uh, pop by there at some point today. And I think that's good for now. Does anyone have any questions? No, great. Well, have a wonderful day. Thank you for being here. Okay, great. So to begin, uh, in terms of the scope here, I'll explain more what these different phrases mean. In a nutshell, I want to start with laying a foundation in terms of what the Buddha meant 
as best we can gather by equanimity and why it matters. And then widen it to look at what might that mean in terms of grounding the Dharma in nature. In other words, engaging a consideration of how can we actually remain, uh, as the Buddha put it, you know, walking, actually it was, I think Shantideva uh, said, uh, walking evenly over uneven ground. That's equanimity. Uh, Sylvia Borstein talks about it as the inner shock absorber. Uh, as you'll see, uh, you know, kind of a technical definition, equanimity is not reacting to our reactions. Reactions arise. Things are pleasant. Other things are unpleasant. Some are heartfelt. Many are neutral. These are natural reactions. Uh, we would not be able to keep living if we didn't have these kinds of very fundamental reactions to things. But what equanimity is about is not overreacting to those reactions. In other words, not responding to the sense of something being pleasant by grasping after it. Uh, Not responding to the sense of something being unpleasant by going to war with it or being frightened by it. Not responding to something that feels heartfelt by clinging to it or responding to something that is simply neutral with delusion, twirling out into some kind of inner you know, process. That's the essence of equanimity. How do we actually do that with a brain that's been carefully honed uh, by Mother Nature for optimum survival in Stone Age conditions? In other words, what do we do with this brain that in many ways is designed to suffer and crave in order to survive and pass on genes that pass on genes. How do we actually do that? So that's kind of a context here. And then I'll get into the how of doing that when we start moving into the second, the stop throwing darts and these three systems, avoiding, approaching, and attaching, which uh, are a model that I've developed, I'm drawing upon models of other people, as a way to look at our three fundamental needs for safety, satisfaction, and connection that are managed by these three overarching motivational, regulatory, embodied systems in the brain and body that help us avoid harms, approach rewards, and attach to others. How do we engage these systems and manage our unavoidable needs for safety, satisfaction, and connection without tipping into craving, broadly defined, grasping after what's pleasant, going to war with what's unpleasant, clinging to what's heartfelt, and getting deluded about what's neutral. That's the essence of craving in its multiple parts. How do we actually do that? So the bulk of today, I hope, will be practically focused, uh, both doing practices here and also exploring methods and perspectives that you can use in other parts of your life. Also, many people here uh, are in a caregiving role, uh, parenting or uh, other forms of caregiving. Uh, How many of you help other people for a living? me included, healthcare providers, yoga instructors, therapists, you got it, most people in the room. So there's a lot about this material that's very, very relevant to um, helping other people, and I'll I'll explore some of that, I'll drop that in as we go to some extent, and also if there are particular questions or comments about that, um, you know, feel free to raise those. Speaking of questions and comments, I'll stick around for most of the breaks, um, and every so often I'll have to take care of my own body, but Otherwise, happy to stick around, uh, and I'll stick around uh, for a while afterward if you have individual questions or comments and we just can't get to it in the, in the group of this size. Okay.
And then as we get to the very end, I'll be exploring some really deeper ways of engaging equanimity uh, in terms of a kind of relationship to experience qua experience. In other words, experience as experience altogether and through, as the Buddha recommended, kind of radically deconstructing our experience. In other words, teasing it into its parts. Teasing experience into sights, sounds, tastes, touches, smells, and thoughts, and then teasing those parts apart further. Um, The Buddha was a pre-modern, post-modernist. He was really into deconstruction. Uh, Through doing that, paradoxically, as we kind of really see into the emptiness of any parts, that takes us out into a whole. Takes us out into an intimacy with our experience altogether and with nature and the world altogether. And that going out, including perhaps with an intuition of unconditionality that precedes conditioned emergence eternally. It's kind of like the ultimate shock absorber. That's the eddies in the stream material at the very end. And then I'll close on a notion of taking the fruit as the path through repeatedly internalizing experiences of core needs met. Uh, that itself is uh, a way to uh, practice by taking the goal of practice, in other words, a mind resting fundamentally in peace, contentment, and love as a goal of practice, using that as a beautiful method for practice as well borrowing the Tibetan saying, taking the fruit as the path. Okay. So you see we have our, I was going to say work cut out for us, but that sounded too dreary. You know, we have our play. And if it's not play at some level, like what's the point? Okay. So ready to get into it? All right, great. Okay. Enough prelims. Um, So,